Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew at the end of the chapter. And uh, what was it? Matthew 27, verse 35. Uh, Jesus has been crucified, and he's on the cross now. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all give insight into this. And so uh, as we've been doing, I'm going to go through all the Gospels uh, over this episode, maybe the next one. I'm not sure how long it'll take us. It's really important just to see what's happening. And as we have been doing, to remember what the Lord did for us, what the purpose was, what the reason was, what he endured. Particularly this reading today, you get a lot of this. So this is Matthew chapter 27, verse 35. Listen to this. And when they had crucified him, that's Jesus, they divided up his garments among themselves by casting lights. Now, one of the other gospels will give us more insight into that later. And sitting down, they began to keep watch over him there. So they nailed him to the cross. They get him hung up there. Then they divide up his garments. And now they're sitting down to keep watch over him. Okay. Well, what are they watching for? They're watching and waiting for him to die. Yeah, they're, they're doing that with all three of the people on the crosses here. Verse 37. And above his head, they put up the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus the king of the Jews. Now that's sort of interesting, isn't it? Notice how uh, Matthew expresses this. He said above his head they put up the charge, the charge against him. Uh, that, the Greek word translated charge here means uh, the cause, the reasoning. Uh, what was he guilty of, in other words? And it says that he's guilty of being the king of the Jews. <laughs> this is Jesus, king of the Jews. Now, I think it's one of the other gospels, John, uh, the religious rulers had a duck over that. And they said, uh, told Pilate, no, no, change it to that. He said he was king of the Jews. And Pilate said, what I've written, I've written. He'd had about enough of those dudes, you know. And by standing by that, he was standing by the truth, whether he knew it or not. So Matthew continues, verse 38. At that time, two robbers were crucified with him one on his right and one on the left. And those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. And so you're going to see uh, different people here. So here's just people walking by, wagging their heads. We're going to see the religious rulers in a minute. You're going to hear soldiers and this kind of thing. And what does it mean, wagging their head? They're mocking him. Okay, they're shaking their heads at him. You who are going to destroy the temple. They were really impressed by that statement, were they not? That sort of shows us these were the Jewish people right here that were saying it. Because Jesus had made that comment about uh, tear down this temple, and three days later he raised it again. And then the gospel writer actually interprets it for us, says that he was speaking of his body when he said that. Well, they received it to mean the temple. Okay, And so now they're saying, oh, you were going to raise the temple in three days. If you're really the Son of God, then come down from the cross. Verse 41, in the same way, the chief priest also 
along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him and saying, let me stop right there for a moment, in the same way as the, the masses, as the crowd was going by, mocking Jesus, making fun of him, because <coughs> he said he's going to rebuild the temple in three days, <laughs> making fun of him, because they knew uh, that people believed that he was the Son of God. He called himself the Son of Man, and he, they demanded that he come off the cross. Now the religious rulers, every level of the religious rulers, the chief priests, the scribes, those are the Pharisees. The elders, those are the people's representatives among the uh, religious rulers. They were mocking him, and they were saying this, verse 42. He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. Now, let me just stop right there. Do you really think they would have believed in him? if he came down from the cross, okay? Well, maybe, perhaps, we don't know. But you see the smarmy attitude, the snarky attitude, the mocking, insulting attitude. But they acknowledge some things. Verse 42, he saved others. He cannot save himself. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Here they are, the religious rulers, chief priests, scribes, and the elders, and they're mocking him. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. They're acknowledging that he had saved others. He had set the captives free. He'd healed people. He'd cast out demons. He'd, done, he'd raised people from the dead. Okay? On at least two, maybe three examples have crossed my mind right now, that he'd raised people from the dead. <laughs> my iPad thinks I'm trying to talk to it. Don't you love it when that happens? Actually, scared me right there. Okay, be quiet. Be quiet. Let me turn you down. <laughs> now, back where I was. He saved others, and he cannot save himself. Little did they know that, yes, he saved others. Little did they know that it's not that he could not save himself. He could have totally spoke the word and saved himself. But he was off. He was offering himself, literally laying himself down as a sacrifice. And they had no concept of this yet. I believe that many of these religious rulers did afterwards, okay? But they said he cannot save himself. Next thing they said, he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. So they're saying this in a mocking thing, and they're saying, oh, if you'll come down from the cross... If you will come from the dead, <laughs> which he would do shortly thereafter, we will believe in him. And remember what happened. After Jesus was resurrected, the scripture tells us, not a small number of the priests believed, which means a lot of them did. And then in verse 43, they continue on. This is the religious rulers. And they're quoting passages uh, out of the Old Testament, out of particularly Psalm 22. It says, he trusts in God. Let God rescue him now. If he delights in him, for he said, I am the son of God. So they're throwing it in the face of God the Father. And they're saying, he says, the one on the cross here says he trusts in God. Well, if that's true, let God rescue him. And if he's the son of God, and if God delights in him, let God rescue him. Verse 44, the robbers who had been crucified with him were also insulting him with the same word. Notice, both robbers <coughs> were insulting him 
with the same words we're going to see later on in another gospel, that one of them finally realized, wait a minute, what is going on here? What is going on here? This is wrong. And that is just one of the wildest, most poignant things that a robber really receiving, and he acknowledges this, receiving what they should have received. In the process of dying and all the pain of that carries on a conversation with Jesus. We'll look at that soon. Well, anyway, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, do go to my website and check out the daily blog that's there. You'll also see the Bible studies that we do every week. I do those online and record those. Also, there's a place there if you feel like the Lord's moving upon you to help support these times. That would be so, so helpful. It's a Patreon link, and you'll see it there. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. See you later. Bye-bye.